When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Stochastic.com NFL First Look Strategy Show. Yeah, week 18. Well, here's the good part. We've seen some structural changes in the schedule over the last couple of years, which works out in our favor. On one hand, last year we had Sunday night football. That's good. They got rid of that for a little while. But this year, we have two Saturday games and a Sunday night football game between the Bills and Dolphins which means that we've got the same amount of games as last week, 13 for the main slate. That's that's the good part. Here's the bad part. Browns, Rams, Niners, Lions, Chiefs, all of them liable to rest some starters or play them a half of the game. Like Dan Campbell's pissed off after last week. He said he's going to play his starters. Who knows? They're still favored. The Chiefs, every time they've been in a scenario like this in the past under Andy Reid, they've, they've rested their starters. But this is not a well-oiled machine like we've seen in previous seasons where they just carve up their division and their conference over the remaining two months of the regular season. So we're gonna have to um we're gonna have to make some educated guesses on this. Glad to have you guys with us. It's gonna be, I'll say this much. You might see some sticker shock on guys like CeeDee Lamb facing a garbage Washington defense. These guys are gonna be easy to play this week. Come Sunday, come Saturday, we're gonna have a lot more information. But what we do here. We lay the foundation. We put down the groundwork, get you set up, and ready to rock. So anyway, joining me as always, Ben Rasa at Jazz DFS. Our final regular season show of the year, man. This has been a lot of fun. We've added a lot to it, right? Goblin of the Week, <clears throat> tears. We, we, the, the show has matured and evolved over the season, and it's about to come to an end, at least for the regular season. Yeah, at least for the regular season. It's been a good year. Uh, this week is really just not my favorite. I don't think I'm alone in that. It is good in one sense that if you're paying attention, if you're watching a show like this, um, you're probably ahead of a lot of people. So that is good. But at the same time, it is annoying because you already mentioned, and I'm going to talk about some guys where it's like, we we don't know. And I don't think anybody's going to know. And there is a chance that they play three quarters. or It's got a preseason vibe. And that is that is annoying. Cooks looking. Why is Mahomes in the thumbnail? He isn't even playing. I don't know. Don't ask me, dude. I don't make the thumbnails. Neither does Ben. Yeah, that's the least of my problems. But uh, I wonder if he does play. Do we have confirmation that he's out? Because he probably will, and and rack up like fifty just for a final, <laughs> a final uh, nail in the coffin. I honestly, like, do do you share a similar sentiment to me? when it comes to this this team, whereas last year we would have been like, there's zero chance they step on the field. Whereas with this year, yes, they're hosting a home game. They're the third seed. They're locked into that in a terrible division, right? Chargers are bad. Raiders are bad. Broncos looked like they had some life for a little bit there, but ultimately they end up being bad and gave up towards the end of the year. 
I any other season and look, I'm just speculating here. I don't know. Like any other season I'd go, yeah, there's no chance any of these starters play on a week like this with how much they've struggled. Travis Kelsey is a shell of his self, his old self. Who knows how much Taylor Swift is involved there, but um I don't know. A guy got paid like $25 million to do Pfizer COVID vaccination commercials. So maybe he just doesn't care. Maybe he's like, oh, what what need what need do I have for football, Ben? He's hitting up Moderna as we speak. Yeah, he's he's certainly secured the bag. Uh I don't know. Maybe he's done. Maybe he's not. He's still it's funny. Like he's had an awful year, and then you look at his year and it's pretty damn good. It's just been really bad lately. So we'll see. Again. There's going to have to be coach speak. There's going to have to be all sorts of inferences made. That's what makes week 18 uh, a challenge. And, of course, we've got 13 more games to choose from. So there's a million options. I kind of like that because you don't, you're not going to be forced to go into the unknown if you don't want to. You know what I mean? I like that. Absolutely. And there are always some – look, I have fun doing this show. I much prefer it being 13 over 16. 16 games is just no, insane. No, that's too many. It's insane. Many. In my opinion, 13 is too many. I'm 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 like a 10 game. That's my spot, right? You get into those heavy bye weeks where you've got Thursday, Sunday, Monday night football, and then like four to six teams on a bye. That's my favorite. That's, that's the wheelhouse. But anyway, uh, a couple of things you have to consider. Number one, uh, what teams are still playing for something? What type of, of, of seeding, what type? Like, okay, for example, Miami and, and Buffalo is not on this slate. Pittsburgh has something to play for against Baltimore. Baltimore locked it up. They're not on this slate. Um, and then you've got, what, Texans and what is it? Texans. Who are the Texans playing? Uh, Colts. Yeah, it's Texans all divisional games. Yep. That's a, They're all divisional games, yeah. That's a Saturday game. So now that we've gotten that out of, way, out of the way, the teams that do have something to play for, the Bucks, um, Vikings kind of Falcons aren't out yet. Saints have something to play for. Jags have something to play for. Seahawks, Geno gets two mil if they make the playoffs. Pretty amazing. They've got something to play for. Packers have something to play for. Uh, who else? Eagles and Dallas. But the funny thing is, there are a lot of teams that don't have anything to play for that are still going to play. Like, I think Tennessee absolutely looks to play spoiler here without questions, right? Like uh, Vegas Raiders with Antonio Pierce. Maybe this is, you know, another another feather in the cap as an interim coach, and they play for that guy. They really like him. So do I do, do I mean we love the Raiders? No, I did bet him at minus two and a half. But, I, you know, they, they're going to play. Giants going to play. Uh, so you get the point here. And, and the one spot that stands out the most, like – Arizona, I think they won their Super Bowl last week against the Eagles. We'll get into Goblin of the Week soon. But I think they won their Super Bowl. What does it matter? But the, the one spot that really stands out to me, and I just want to get your take on this out of the gate, there is one team that is free-rolling into the 2024 draft and has an amazing opportunity to play spoiler here. And you know who I'm talking about. I do. Yeah, and I mean, it's not – so just to, to step back for one second – if you've been eliminated, I don't think there's there's a minimal chance you're going to change stuff. The it's teams only that the I teams work, that have locked up a seed or can't yes. really move. Can't really move is one. And then two for me is just got knocked out. That's bad, too. Like drastic change from week 17 to week 18. Like you sure. had a shot and you're eliminated now and there's one week left. 
that's not great. But if you've been out, like, the you know, the Bears needed a tie in that game. But Justin Fields is playing, A, really good football, and B, he's showcasing himself for the future here, uh, whether that's in Chicago or elsewhere. Like, the Bears have a lot to play for. They're not going to be uh, – I think it's all systems go there. So do I, for a couple of reasons. You know, one, they're they're winning football games, right? Like they're, they're playing – you as a team like this, a young team like this, that, that's about to get more top draft picks. You definitely want to go out of the season, finish the season strong. And that's exactly what they've been doing. The only loss that's come in like the last five or six weeks for the bears was against the Browns and Darnell Mooney dropped that hail Mary. Like that, that could have been, you know what I'm talking about? That could have been a legitimate win. Uh, Fields is playing great, made one of the most miraculous scrambles uh, Houdini, escape acts I've ever seen in my life. Any quarterback may went from a 15 yard sack to like a, what was it? 15 yard first down conversion. Amazing stuff. Yes. If they win, does their own pick fall? It does. Do I think they care about that when they're free rolling and already have Carolina's number one overall pick, which is locked up. I don't think it makes a difference, Ben. I think they play. Oh, they're going to play They're f- for sure. And there will be many, many speculation on what they're going to do with that pick. Show for another time. Um, but yeah, I, I, we're going to get this news as we get closer. Right now, I'm treating the slate as every single team is playing all in unless they've explicitly stated, you know, some of the teams you mentioned off the top, you know, the Niners and some of those teams. Like if I don't know, I'm treating it right now as that it's business as usual. I am and I'm not. Like with Detroit, Dan Campbell said he's playing his starters. I have very little conviction that he plays them the entirety of the game. Like that's a spot to me that I'm not, I, I, I'll bet the I'll bet the lions first half spread fine. It's under three points. Minnesota's quarterback situation. Hey, shout out to Kevin O'Connell. Like they've done everything they could with, with the worst injury lock ever to, to stay competitive throughout the year, despite losing Jefferson and Kirk cousins and all of those guys. But they're benching every quarterback at halftime and bringing in the guy they benched at halftime the week before. So it's ugly. I'm not convinced that you're going to, I'm not at all convinced that you're going to see Dan Campbell play his starters the whole, the the entirety of this game. No, I'm not either. What I'm saying is that I think we're going to know that by Sunday, like there's going to be information. So I don't, I don't think it's a huge deal to say like, well, I'm going to, I'll find out. And a lot of guys aren't going to play. And I think there will be some GPP options. Like we're going to talk about Jameer Gibbs, of course, uh, today. He's not a volume guy anyway. I think he can get there. And if he's 1% owned, I might go there. So there are some things like that. But uh, we'll talk about get into Goblin of the Week because this show is going to set record pace here. We've moved from zero topics so far. And you just mentioned the Vikings coach praising him. I'm not sure I want to praise him. Really? I, I think yeah. I think he's I think he's been dealt a real bad hand. So do I, but he also is my goblin of the week. So Okay. <laughs> Let's get into it. Good. I, I like him. This is not like, oh, he's gotta go situation. This is a weekly this is a weekly thing. He, he made a big mistake last week. He should not have started Hall. That was stupid. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. I, I'll let you run with this. I totally agree. When they started, I said it on my picks for every game video. It's on the odd shopper channel. Check it out. Uh, for this week. A lot of fun doing that. I said it, Ben. I said, what were they thinking? Started. I totally agree with you. I think he was looking for some type of way to ignite them, but it still agree 100%. Hall, 
horrible decision. I do believe at some point, though, the guy throws his hands in the air and is out of options. Macro level, he's out of options. He's doing the best he can. That was a mistake. Uh, should not have done it. I, credit to him. Most coaches are so stubborn. They just say, like, no, we're sticking. Like, at halftime, he basically said, like, made a mistake. We're going with Mullins. Uh, this is not working. I just really didn't like that. Um, you know, Nick Mullins has won games. He's a wild man. He makes crazy mistakes, but he can go in and win a game. Not that they need to go in anywhere. They were at home, but still like, I, I just, I didn't like that call and it cost them. It cost them that game. I'm not saying they would have won. They probably wouldn't have just looking how the game went, but, but they had no shot from the beginning with Jaron Hall. The game was the over. The game was over by the time Mullins came in. It was trying to pull off a minor miracle. Uh, and I just, I didn't like that from a coach that I do respect. So just a minor, you know, he's not getting any awards named after him. You can't go to Arthur's. I mean, you could, I could go to the Panthers Omer. Who's just, he's just a goblin period. It's not of the week. He's just a perpetual goblin. That guy's a moron. <laughs> um, and the NFL for finding him. Like I, I, I love when you really hit billionaires where it hurts, find them. That'll, that'll show them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. $300,000 yeah. drop in yeah. the bucket for him. Yeah, real, real, real big penalty. But uh, yeah, can I go with the Vikings coach for me? Where are you going? Just the Eagles? No, you're you're right. By the way, uh, like I would rather have Nick Mullins, who threw for 750 yards in two games. I'd rather have the interception uh, risk when I know that he can at least move the ball downfield, you know, and drive this team to the end zone. Whereas Jaron Hall couldn't get them off the 25 yard line. You're right. I mean, wouldn't you rather risk the? You'd rather yeah. You'd have to rather risk the bad interceptions and, and know that that you can convert on some big plays. You're right. No, you're right. Uh, It's Nick Sirianni. Look, I'm I'm not trying to be the anti Homer here, but Nick Sirianni and has lost this team. He's lost the locker room. They were what? 10 and one. They were 10 and one only a handful of weeks ago. They are 11 and five. Now they had easy street. They had the path of least resistance to lock up the two seat in the NFC behind the San Francisco 49ers. All they had to do was beat the giants at home, which they almost didn't do. They needed to beat the Cardinals as 12 and a half point favorites at home. Easiest bet ever, by the way, laying double digits on the Eagles right now is a fool's errand. And they lost outright. And then they needed to beat the giants again. But you know what? I could put it on the offensive coordinator, Brian Johnson, but I put it on Nick Sirianni because I think he's got his fingers uh, everywhere. I think he's got his hands everywhere. And Brian Johnson at this point may just be getting scapegoated just as Sean Desai getting sent up to the booth so that Matt Patricia could call the defense and the defense only gets worse. Right. But all you need to do is move the football, preferably on the ground or, or, or to get it to one of your big dogs late in the game, keep the ball out of Kyler Murray's hands. So what do they do, Ben? They run a QB draw on first down. And then they run a QB draw on second down, okay? And then they throw a screen, a bubble screen to Kenneth Gainwell for three yards. They they punt, they lose the ball, they lose the game. Uh, it, it's some of the most disgusting, embarrassing coaching that I've ever seen. And the team, the team itself, people wanted some people wanted to put blame writers. Writers wanted to put blame on AJ Brown for being frustrated. That is nonsense. He should be frustrated. And you should be lucky that he hasn't been more vocal than he has. If Philadelphia Eagles, shit rolls downhill, as they say. It starts with Nick Sirianni. 
Yeah, it was bad. Uh, a couple of things there. One shout out to friend of the show, more of a Sunday viewer than a, a Tuesday or whatever the hell today is. Goody on our yep. Sunday show said that the Cardinals were going to beat the Eagles. Um, I remember the comment. Well, he said, Lafayette, what would, what, what would you do if the, if the Arizona Cardinals pull up, pulled off a shocker? And he said he thinks it's going to happen, and yeah. it did. And I don't yeah. really – because the game was – they were winning too early, which was shocking. Uh, like, I never saw that coming, and I really didn't see it after the start of the game. So got that one quick thing, and then we can go wherever we need. We can't let the refs escape from the Lions-Cowboys game. I overlooked that. Bill in chat mentioned it. That whole thing was a disgrace as well. Uh, the NFL does some – no, let's not get crazy. It's not all rigged, scripted. But the NFL just does stupid things, and then they they make stupid. They spin things that they shouldn't spin. It would be, it would have been better to just say we screwed it up uh, than what they tried to do. They I ended up barring those. Though, didn't they ban that crew from co- refing playoff games this year? Apparently, but they're refing. They shouldn't be refing at all. Right. Like. Especially, yeah. No. I- but no, that's the type of stuff that makes people scream rig. That's what I mean. Like, you got to just own up to it. You screwed up. You, you Three guys came at you. You messed up the numbers. Big mistake. But if he really did report, if he really did go over and report that he was eligible, how do you get that wrong is the question. I don't know, but I don't – listen, do I know what really happened? No, but what what – who in their right mind watches that and thinks that he didn't report? That's what I mean. Because he did. He just did, yeah. logically. Like, you know he did. So I don't want to hear all this like, oh, the lines were too tricky. It's not your job. Get it right. Get yeah. it right. Like, you don't, you're not, come on. That's just stupid. They screwed it up, plain and simple. Anyway, big injuries to keep an eye on this week. I would assume Amari Cooper, Keenan Allen sit. Devontae Smith probably sits. I don't know. We'll see. Cortland Sutton probably sits. The 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 one we'll get into at wide receiver is the Green Bay Packers because Watson, Jalen Reed, Dontavian Wicks, all of them are questionable. They need to win, right? They need to win this game, Ben, against the Bears. Trevor Lawrence's day-to-day is going to practice. We'll see if he goes out there. He's going to look like the kid from the Little Giants. Remember the one with the snot bubble coming out of his nose? Yeah. Where they wrap him up in, like, insulation, whatever it was? Yeah, you know. I know that guy. You're going to look like that. Zach Wilson, Will Levis, Jacoby Brissett, Taylor Heineke. Those are only other questionable quarterbacks. As far as running back goes, though, this is big because McCaffrey's already out. They probably sit everybody. Alvin Kamara. I I don't know if I even want to. I might go to Taysom Hill if Alvin Kamara is out. I might just go to Taysom Hill at tight end instead of Jamal Williams. Uh, And then Kenneth Walker. Jacob's probably out. A.J. Dillon, we'll see. That's about it. So, um Let's do our tiers and get to the the quarterback position. What do you think? Let's do it. Before we do, though, guys, I forgot to ask. Take a single second. Atone for your sins here on the Stochastic First Look Show. One second. Hit that thumbs up if you haven't done so yet. I understand. It's been a long holiday week plus for all of us. This is just a subtle reminder to tap that thumbs up. Show us a little love here and subscribe to the channel. And as always, leave your comments down below. Let us know where you're at on this slate early on. We try and read and respond to all of them if you're listening or watching and after the fact. And Ben, podcast exclusive coming up after this. Do we go Sunday breakdown or do we go Saturday? Um, I don't know. I think we'll go Saturday. I like talking two games. I almost don't even want to do it because this was my worst week of the season. I I, I, t- I messaged you, I think, at like 140. Yeah. 
And I knew, I just, I knew, I knew things weren't going to turn around. And now I have to go back and review a slate where usually <laughs> I love doing it. I can find some silver linings. This one, I just don't, I don't want to do it, man. It was a, it was a brutal week through and through. I was, it was new year's Eve and I was down with food poisoning. Uh, so I didn't play as much and I wish I had food poisoning. No, you don't, but I do. Uh, I mean, after my bet, my bets gave me food poisoning from Saturday. They were that bad. So <laughs> let's get into this though. We got, let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah. Check it out. Podcast exclusive though. You'll only find it on our podcast platforms. We keep it to like 30 minutes, super valuable show. Even if I have to talk about last week and going forward into week 18, uh, move the Eagles down to, um, no, what's the lowest tier. Yeah. Funny. Um, move them up. No, go down, go down. Jordan, not the DeVito. What's above the DeVito? Fire him into the sun. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, go ahead. It's your I account. Am. You can do what you want. I know. I put him, fire him into the sun, man. Look at that. Drastic. And you know what? After this week, I wish DeVito was starting because they could lose to the, the Giants. They I lost like Terod Taylor this week. Me too. He's on my list. Um, Like, I think we like have it. It looks so nice. <laughs> like what else? Everyone is pretty secure. You got. I have one. I have no. one. You have to move. Here you go. You have to move the Jags and the Colts and the Texans to fringe playoff team. Okay. I don't even know. I feel like the Colts aren't even on this list. Oh, yeah, there they are. So you know um, what could happen is two of these teams from the division could actually make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, the, the craziest thing I took from week 17 that sh- surprised me is that the Bills really have to have it. Like, I thought they needed it just for the division. If they don't win, they possibly might not make it. Jacob told me that while I was re- while I was doing the, the, the picks for every game video yesterday. I was going through, I was like, yeah, the Dolphins fall to six if they lose this game. Bills win the division. And I was like, would they both fall to six? And he goes, no, if the Bills lose, they have a real shot of not making the playoffs at all. Yeah, it's crazy. And, um, by the way, they have not looked great. They, they couldn't pull away from the Chargers. And last week against the Patriots, that ended up being like a, a one-score game. It was sluggish. Uh, I still I still believe in the Bills. We'll see. But they're going to need some help if they lose. You get the Steelers in, involved. You know, there's a bunch of teams. I mean, this is it. Obviously, the fringe playoff teams are going to either go up or go down uh, after this week. Well, the Rams are a playoff team officially. They have to go up. I still like it. They're on the fringe. No, they're not. They're in the playoffs. I'm just saying. They have um, to go up. Okay, fine. Put them up and then move the Steelers up. And then don't the Bills have to go to fringe? And then that's our final... That's that's yeah, it. That's fine. I think we have it. The Bills are like Super Bowl contenders, but also like maybe next year. It, it's crazy. They're they're everywhere. So this is it, dude. Here it is. After every week, these are our final rankings. It's finally it's finally come full circle. And amazingly, the Eagles are fired into the sun. And you know what the the least surprising thing of all this is? Can we just get a little credit? At least once a week for the past 10 weeks, we'd have at least one viewer who pops in and says, how can you have a team in this category? You know, the 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 Chargers or the Vikings, the Raiders are playing good. The Falcons are playing good. How can you have the Broncos in there? What happened to all of them? 
What do all those teams have in common? We ended up kind of nailing it. Yeah, none of them proved relevant. They were all relevant at a time. All of those teams had their moment. Yep. They all ended up in the same bucket of irrelevancy. <laughs> in the Chikings category, baby. Yeah. Most accurate category we had the whole year. It really... <laughs> but hold on. Next year, though, next year when we do this for week one, do the do the Vikings and Chargers, they, they just start there? We have to? Everyone no, I, else I think gets... Go ahead. The Chargers might be absolved because they got a new coach. So do we remove that category? Yeah, I think I think we remove the category. Do we just start fresh with new categories is what I'm asking. I think like, so. The, the Falcons, if they keep this bozo, they'll have their own category. Okay. <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. What about the Saints, though? As long if they have Taysom Hill, if they still have the same quarterback room, then... Yeah, they'll stuck. They'll be stuck where they are. All right, let's do it. Hey, before we jump into these guys, um, if you're not over on better yet, just your reminder: it's five hundred dollar first match deposit bonus, can up to one hundred extra entry fees. They had the Patrick Mahomes free square. If you jumped in early, if you jumped in last week, not only did you get the deposit bonus, but you also got the Patrick Mahomes free square. So you set yourself up really nicely. I say it once, I'll say it a million times. It's the same thing with sports books that Ben and I talk about on the Odd Shopper channel all the time. If you're going to bet sports, the the number one the number one prerequisite for any of that is to get yourself on as many books as possible. One, you're getting all of their sign up bonuses, right? You're getting a ton of bonus bets. You're getting a ton of you know increased balances, first risk insur or first bet insurance plays, but you're also getting an op opportunity to to get the best odds on every single bet that you place. It's no different with pick'em sites. Get all the free squares that you can get, right? Get all of the best lines that you can get. You're trying the 100X. You're trying the 50X. You'd be, you'd be stupid to only do it on one or two of these sites. Make sure that you're doing it on all of them in order to always get the best, best odds and the best lines, I should say, on these pick'em sites. Collect your bonus. You're not going to get another bonus on underdog or prize picks or sleeper. You're going to get it here if you're not there. And rotate your free square action. You might have one on prize picks today on better tomorrow, on underdog the next day, those free squares over time are going to build your bankroll immensely and you're going to be pretty happy that you've done so. So if you're not there yet, link in the description and in the chat. My assumption is we get another free square for this week and you'll be able to dive into that, whether you're new or existing users. So check it out. Better link in the description and in the chat. Get your deposit bonus and make sure that you're shopping around every single time. All right, quarterback. Look, as 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 disgusting as the Eagles are, Jalen Hurts is still still a great play this week. You got Dak Prescott against Washington and Justin Fields against uh, the Packers. Those are my three guys. I'll keep it very simple up top. And right now, as much as I like Prescott against Washington, I think I'm going Fields as my uh, my upper tier play. First name on my list. He's cheaper than the other two. He's doing everything. Uh, it's a competitive game. We know the rushing upside. The guy's, he's just awesome. He's got an easy pair with DJ Moore. You can go skinny. I, I love Justin Fields. I've loved Justin Fields for quite a while. He's been paying off. I'm not changing. So it's not to knock the other guys. Mahomes is clearly out of the picture unless we really get firm clarification. He's playing the whole game. I don't think that's going to happen. And even if he did, he hasn't been good at all. So uh, give me Fields and Fields by a pretty wide margin. 
That that game killed me last week. Look, I, I stick to what I'm saying, and I did play a good amount of Patrick Mahomes. Oh, so did I. Yeah. So did I. Six I played a lot goals. in the afternoon slate as well. Yeah. And it didn't work. You know, the crazy thing is they scored 25 points, but Harrison Bucker had like six field goals. I think yeah, he, he I think he had six field goals. Oh, he did. He did. Yeah. He might have outscored everybody I played on Sunday. Yeah, that that was there was a couple of uh like random people that outscored most of my people. It wasn't good. God, they stalled out every single time, man. It was brutal. It I don't was. think we'll have to worry about it this week, though. That's the good thing. But look, as as much as you and I like fields, we can't sleep. You can't sleep on Hurts against the Giants, uh, especially if Devontae Smith is out or Devonta Smith. The, the, the Jalen Hurts AJ Brown connection is a real thing in a spot like this. If the squeaky wheel doesn't get the grease in a game here, it's a wrap. It might already be right, but Jalen Hurts to AJ Brown if Smith is out, how do, how do you avoid that? Not to mention. You, you, your first inclination might be that it's expensive, yes, but you're going to have so much value on this league. Did it prob- it's not going to matter. No, there's going to be value all over the place because for every person that's ruled out, DraftKings can't adjust. And there's going to yep. be several pieces that we get clarification. You can still, you know, we're going to talk about A.J. Brown one-offs plenty, though, because you, you can do that and just hope that Hurts doesn't score on the ground, which at this point seems unlikely that he doesn't because it's just every week now, but You've got fields, and then you've got some guys in the sixes that I think are firmly in play. You could have guys like Jordan Mason being the guy this week because Elijah Mitchell's dealt with being banged up all year long. McCaffrey's already out. Do they do they just sit Mitchell in San Francisco and go to Jordan Mason and give him the uh, the the bell cow workload? I think it's possible. So we're gonna get. We're also gonna get stuff. I think this is what you were alluding to even without like clarification on stuff that, that we know is unknown. Does that make sense? Like we, we know it's unknown in the sense like it's there, but we don't know. We're going to also get guys ruled out that DraftKings never could have adjusted for preemptively yeah, to begin with. Yeah. Random, random and guys spot. back like Christian Kirk might be back. He's, you know, he's, the he's, he's three. K- I saw that. Uh, Dean tweeted that yesterday. I saw that on Twitter. Uh, I, I, that's crazy. Yeah. If he he's designated to return in the mid range. And by the way, I would go Hertz or I'm sorry, Fields Hertz Prescott here. But if you if you told me Hertz Fields Prescott because of that AJ Brown attachment, if Smith is out, I wouldn't fault you at all. No, again, you, you'll have options, but I I kind of like some of these mid range quarterbacks. There's quarterbacks that can move up, not just at the top. There's mobile quarterbacks everywhere. Interesting. Who do you like in the mid range? Because like st- the six to seven K range, there's not a ton I like. I like Kyler. Okay. I mean, he's he's back in the desert. Seems like he's got some. Uh, you know, I think these are important games for him. Just kind of at setting a catalyst for next year and whatnot. He's he's running. He's got twenty or more rushing yards in four straight games. I, I do like that. Not the most prolific offense, but McBride is there. Sixty four hundred. I think he just has another solid output here. I'm interested in Baker Mayfield. You know, the the incentives aside, because he has $3.2 million in incentives on the line here. If you go and look at his incentives, they're nuts. It's like, it's all... They need the game. They need the game, so that trumps it all, obviously. Of course, of course. And it's against Carolina. I'm just saying this is, you'll find this, you know, humor. Let me... 
humor me for a moment. Uh, it's like all of these things where if he finishes top 10 in the league, like completion rating, passer rate, that type of stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Or top five in the conference. And he's like between, he, he's on the fringe of all of them right now. So, I mean, yeah, they need to win the game. That matters more than anything else. I don't care about the incentives, but I like Baker Mayfield here a little bit. I mean, Carolina's got nothing to play. Like This is a team that the future is as bleak as it gets right now, unless Bryce Young can turn things around. They have no legitimate draft capital going into 2024. Do they try and play spoiler? I mean, sure, any team might. But Tampa Bay coming off a rough loss last week to the Saints, I think they could come out here and, and lay it to them. Sure, we have some modicum of respect for this Panthers defense, but I, I like Mike Evans. I like Godwin this week. I like Rashad White. I like Baker Mayfield. He's going to need to play a hell of a lot better. I liked him quite a bit last week, and it, it was just non-competitive. It was bad. So, we'll see. Um, but every week is different in the NFL. and the, you know, oh, it doesn't mean much of anything. Uh, and, you know, not certainly – the Bucs were not the preferred option, but even as bad as that went, Baker was fine. Like he 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 cleared twenty fantasy points at sixty one hundred, so it wasn't what Did you he wanted. Still clear twenty, yeah, he had so much garbage time. Like he threw too late. Wow. Uh, now Carolina, the first time, did a great job with him, but this is a huge game. I get it. I I personally do prefer Kyler, but I see I see Baker there, and I only have one other guy on my list. Wait, uh, mid-range or low-tier? Low-tier. All right, so we're going sub-6K. So upper-tier yeah. is 7K and up, mid-tier is 6 to 7. The same guy you like, I'm assuming. It's Terod Taylor? It is. Okay. I like him, too. Good. But I don't I don't hate Jake Browning if, if Cleveland sits all of their starters. I get that. Um We'll see. See what's going on. Well, all these games, there's so many. Like, there could be snow this weekend uh, in several places. Like, there's ex- a lot we're to... expected to get up to 10, 11 inches where I yeah, am. Yeah, it, it finally might snow here, too. Thank God. Yeah, um, we haven't had snow around us in, like, three years now. Yeah, it just doesn't snow here anymore. It's it's sad. But yeah, what are you going to know? Taylor, though, against that Eagles defense that is just completely falling apart. they completely falling apart. You just played them. Yeah, I like that. Right, give me and they're all, and then he's at home to close out the year. Yep. But as you as you pointed, for what it's worth, uh, the snow's supposed to be gone by Sunday. Yeah, I don't know if it'll. I just mean we got to keep our eye on like Cincinnati, New York. Like these are sure, sure. These are places that can't we can't just assume they're going to be perfect. I had a couple guys written down like Derek Carr against Atlanta. I, I think he's fine. I think Browning is fine if if Cleveland sits everybody. I, I wouldn't be surprised if T. Higgins doesn't play because he was just used as a decoy. They're eliminated from they're eliminated from playoff contention. If it's a Browning Chase Tanner Hudson hookup, I'm not opposed to that. I wrote Sam Darnold down, but I don't think it's viable with the pass catches you're going to have. Probably a super conservative game plan with no reason to win. Yeah. I would go number one. Well, you know what? You're going to go Fields, and I, I love Fields, but I'll go Hurts just, just to mix things up because to okay. me they're very close. I'll go number one, Hurts, number two, Baker Mayfield, number three, Tyrod Taylor. Fields, Tyler, Tyrod. 
three okay. pretty mobile quarterbacks. I like their price points. Okay. Sounds good to me. Let's talk running backs then. So out of the gate, I don't really anticipate Kyron Williams playing. Coming off another ridiculous game, by the way. Three touchdown game. Ridiculous. McCaffrey's already out. And Alvin Kamara is dealing with a ankle sprain. Dennis Allen wouldn't, you know, clarify the severity of it, but ankle sprain, if he ends up being out, that means the only guys that we have at seven, and, and if Pacheco doesn't play because Kansas City is locked up to three seed, the only guys we have north of 7K, and this is, mind you, Ben, seven to 7,600, nobody above that, are Brees Hall in a spot that I really dislike against the Patriots this week. Uh, Travis Etienne coming off a great game. And then Rashad White. And I will say that Rashad White and Travis Etienne both stand out to me as pretty strong plays this week. Travis Etienne is a guy I liked him last week. I like him here. They're going to lean on him. He's a player. He can. He has multiple touchdown upside. He's proven that time and time again this year. Best running back play on the slate. What about White? I think he's better than he's been, but he's still we we've we I will say I think you and me have had a really really good pulse on him all year. We we played him a lot, and then we stopped playing him pretty much at the optimal time uh, in the last couple of weeks, where the price just was not able to be overcome for for tournaments. And I kind of feel that way here. I think he's a little more playable because you're going to have money to spend, but it's still not even close to ETN for me. Okay. I can appreciate that. Both of them have a lot to play for, though. That's the one advantage here, right? Both of them have a lot. Volume. Yeah. Both of them have a lot to play for. I like them both. I, I like Rashad White more than you like Rashad White. I'll tell I'll say that much. Yeah. I get that. I, I have very, very little faith in this Carolina run defense. Let's not forget either. You know, this is Travis Etienne faced Carolina last week. That big game came against the Carolina Panthers. I've been saying this for probably a month now, but the Panthers, and I know touchdowns in many instances are random, but they have really, really struggled, really struggled to keep opposing running backs out of the end zone. On the season now, they have allowed, let's see, how many rushing? They've allowed 21 rushing touchdowns just to running backs, just to running backs. That's bad. And now you've got Rashad White in a must-win game against the Carolina team that has nothing to play for. I think I like him a little more than you do this week. I think this could be the game. Also, I don't think opportunity cost is quite as high for White this week, given that you have no McCaffrey, likely no Kyron Williams, and you're going to have value elsewhere to where 7,600 doesn't feel like as much of a lift as it would in previous weeks. That's the that's a big benefit for him. Just the complexity of the slate helps him out a lot. So I get it. I definitely like ETN more. The six Ks I've so I originally had I'm going to call an audible at the line of scrimmage here. Uh, I originally had Gibbs. But I agree that it might be a little too thin if we if we don't get clarification that he's going to get the opportunities. Don't like Gibbs as much. I'm going to move off him and talk about Tony Pollard, who. I mean, it's not working, but I still think it's there. I think it could be uh, finally a week where he finishes these touchdown runs. He's in the swift bucket of somehow not scoring, but I'll I'll throw out Tony Pollard as a mid-range 6,500. I like it. It is funny, though, because all of the Tony Pollard truthers 
were out in droves talking about how, you know, they like how Tony Pollard was was oh well wait, he was hurt. We didn't know he was hurt and now he's good, right? So so we have you know, we're, we're what's the word for it? Uh, what i don't even know what you're talking about yeah i guess not. this word could be one of a million words to me (laughs) it's like an adjective a bird like now some type of ancient dinosaur like what are you trying to say megalodon like they've been proven right like they they, they're uh confirmed validated validated it's not the word i was looking for chat will help me out chat well, always helps me out they uh, won't vindicate vindicated 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 megalod- ah, oh, yeah. brandon smith i got there right before you brother but thank you megalodon uh, yeah you're on it you're on a de- we're on a delay by the way uh no no they're vindicated they were like oh we're vindicated because tony pollard we didn't know he was injured but the problem is ever since he came out and said that he's feeling great not much has changed. Nope. I think he got worse. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he, he had his full body in the end zone against Miami. Like, I, I'll I'll never get over that one. But again, it's it's all about the opportunity cost. Who in the 6K range are you excited about playing? No, he's still a, clearly a good play. I, I know. I have him written down. Uh, I have Joe Mixon written down, too. Brown's defense already away from home has struggled. They're dealing with injuries. The whole team's been beat up, and amazingly, they keep winning. Is Kevin Stefanski the coach of the year? No. Who is it? Like Dan Campbell, I guess you could say, but... Miko Ryans? Yeah, that's a good one. But I think Stefanski's been incredible. Yeah, he has. I, I've I've always thought that that team has a lot of talent. I also think he's a very good coach, though. He is. He is. Um, D'Amico Ryan's probably John Harbaugh, yeah. honestly. What? John Harbaugh. Harbaugh. Yeah. Brandon Staley's up there. Yeah, he is. It would be nice to give him something. <laughs> um, they should give it to him. I, I would. I'd be for that. Uh, if they did that, you may never see you may never see the guy again. Ron Rivera, Ron Rivera, Nick Sirianni. Anyway, uh, I think Mixon's a good play at sixty three hundred. Of course, that's with the speculation that the Browns sit a bunch of guys. What if AJ Dillon is out? What do you do with Aaron Jones? Yeah, uh, even if game. he's in, even if he's in, like this is a huge sure. game. Uh, Aaron Jones makes a lot of sense. He's getting the work. He seems to have avoided. You know, it seems like a lot with him. He comes back from injury and he doesn't escape without further injury. And it, from what I've heard, that wasn't the case. Expect a lot of volume for him at 63. Uh, yeah, Jones, Pollard. That's about it. He wasn't targeted a ton. Only once last game, but they didn't need to. He had 20 carries. So that to me stands out. I mean, Aaron works. Jones, good play. Uh, Pollard. Okay, I have to I have to ask you these. Saquon number one, Barkley against the Eagles. The run defense has just completely imploded. I worry so about I like, it. A little. I like him this week. Tournament. If he's low owned, yes. If he's not, I could do without it. I do think that Tyrod being in there can screw some things up for him. Okay. I like Barkley. What about Swift? 
They just yeah. they refuse to use him properly. They do. Um, he's still playable, but again, not not a priority. No, he should be like Aaron Jones price at this point, if not cheaper. Yeah. He, again, there's always a sliding scale. If Swift was eight thousand, he would be the most overpriced player on the slate. But he also might be like one percent owned, and yeah. there's that. But he feels slightly overpriced, and he'll probably be pretty moderately owned. I have one more for you in the mid range. Would you consider? If the Chiefs just don't play their starters, Austin Eckler. I'd like to avoid that just because there's a lot of inference being made. And with the quarterback situation, it doesn't seem like he has that many pass to massive target share. Can you do it? Yes. Is he ahead of the guys we talked at the beginning? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't do that. I wonder if he gets steamed. Because of the the hundred thousand dollar incentive, I hope that happens. That would make it easier. I'm honestly wondering, like, will ownership come up on some of these guys as a result? I don't think enough people know about that stuff. Okay, After maybe yesterday they do. I was gonna say, may, I, I I almost said that. Um, yeah, I I hope people read into stuff like that, and I just don't I don't see a huge path for a lot of touches for him. Most of the time, that stuff, those incentives and bonuses are completely inactionable, uh, particu- particularly when the team has something to play for. That's why I asked about Eckler, because they don't have anything to play for. But no. we'll see. Anyway, uh, top tier for me, Rashad White. For you, it's Travis Etienne. Correct. Mid-tier for you is Tony Pollard. Correct. It was going to be Gibbs, but I just can't do that. Okay, you can't not nah, not on a not on a Wednesday, not when we don't know. Uh, I love the mid range. I'm gonna go Saquon Barkley though. Okay, and then low tier, you could go Ty Chandler. I triple asterisk Jordan Mason in my sheet because I think Jordan Mason could end up being chalk potentially. So it's funny you say that. I was gonna do the same thing, and and I'm gonna need some asterisks. If a lot, if they say that for they want to give Elijah Mitchell a lot of work, I love him. I don't know if that's going to be the case, and I, I know you feel the same way about Mason. So, like, if you could put asterisks on maybe the Niners' backs at the bottom, because if whoever's getting the lead back, if we get clarification, I like them. Yeah, uh, Jordan, is there any way, like, in the top right of that, you could put like what the asterisk means? Yeah, like asterisk means status unknown. Yeah. Because what's that? Exactly. Yeah. Because for me, it could be Zach Charbonnet. We saw uh, Kenneth Walker get banged up again last week. Another one that I'll throw at you, and, and, you know, this is coming out of left field, but this is what we do on the first look show. This is why week 18 can be kind of fun. What if it's Pierre Strong for Cleveland behind Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt? Yeah, I mean, again, I think these are these are the little audibles we're going to have to see kind of at the uh, the line of scrimmage if we get that type of clarification. I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if you need to do that. I'm not starved for value. Like, I- I'd rather keep it with some of the, the regulars if I can. Okay. I feel like we might need some value here. Maybe. Maybe we do. Give me Jordan Mason. And triple asterisk that bitch because we have no idea right now. Yeah, we need the asterisks. 
All right. Well, uh, anybody else? No. Why? I think running back will be the most different by Sunday of any of the positions. I do too, and here's why. Technically, wide receiver will be the most different. Cool. But well, hold on. Hear, hear me out. But wide receiver is one of those positions where if you're starting, if you're benching the starters, you would much rather have the running back than you would try and figure out which one of the wide receivers catching passes from a from a a backup quarterback is going to be your guy. That's my biggest concern, right? So like, oh, okay, San Francisco sits everybody. And then Ronnie Bell's the number one, which to be honest, if it was Sam Darnold throwing to Ronnie Bell, I'd probably love him. It's just the, the other part about, of course, wide receivers. If you can't deliver the ball, doesn't matter who, how many, like, Running back, you can give the guy 20 carries and he's going to get 20 opportunities. With wide receiver, it's not like that. There's also a shitload of wide receivers. Like, there's going to be value at wide receiver. There's always value at wide receiver. Right. And and what I'm saying, though, is with with running back, just if they get the ball, then it's up to them. Uh, You know why the, 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 the running backs for the 49ers are so intriguing to me is because they might sit their starters but McVeigh could very possibly sit all of his starters as well on the other side of that game. So it wouldn't just be like sitting your starters against the team that's playing all of their starters on defense. The problem with that game though, I think there could be a, just like an, a, a subconscious unspoken, just like, you know, we're going to both run the most vanilla offense for sure against each other. And the game's going to end, you know, 13 to 10, like a I think it's entirely game. possible. But in an offense like that, that means the running back gets 20 touches. Oh, the touches will be there. I just don't know how big the ceilings are going to be. Agreed. Yeah. That's why you hope to get in as low as possible. All right. Let's talk about wide receivers. Yeah, let, let, let's make this happen. By the way, uh, do you have do you have any insight when it comes to betting a week 18 slate? Like, is there... Do you, is this something like there are spots you'll look to get in on early? Do you wait? I mean, at Odd Shopper, I think this will be the most valuable the tool has been to me all season long because I think there's going to be massive discrepancies across a lot of sports books, especially if some of these props come out relatively early. Uh, and with that in mind, being able to use the plus EV tool and a market-based approach, picking off the bad odds on some of these books compared to the sharp sports books could give us a massive leg up, uh, you know, over the books this week when there's so much uncertainty. Yeah, I think it is. It's a give and take. It's a little tricky. One thing I think that's different this week than other weeks is you're going to have crazy swings in sides and totals. Like if there's big announcements about a team benching all their starters, you might be able to actionably move on a side if you're quick. The the props and all that, of course, these tools are going to be built to recognize it. I will say though, and we talk about this on our premium discord, it's all part of the same package. And this is really important. You have to understand what you're looking at, though, because not everything updates in real time across these books. Like there can be certain books that are slightly behind and you need to know, like, okay, if if news just broke on this team, that's why there's this massive discrepancy. So you can use that to your advantage, but you also want to make sure you know what you're looking at based on the latest information. So it's a give and a take in week 18. Which is funny, though, because if you do know, then you're finding you're going to find some huge edges huge if you don't know you could get buried 
you're you're going to end up taking things that you think are massive inefficiencies, and then you realize that that book just never is going the other way. And you're just like, I mean, it doesn't mean you automatically lose, but you're going to be like, oh, that wasn't closing line value. It was just a lag. People should join us, though. Of course. Come on. Again, it's not just, yes, the NFL playoffs, but we've got national championship game, college basketball, every other sport, and it's a great growing community. Uh, Stuff's not going away. If you've heard the terms EV betting, if you've seen all the stuff on Twitter about like, I mean, we could do a whole show on that. Come on in. A little odd shopper. Never heard anyone come in for the week. That's what I always say. Try for a week. It's a you know a couple bucks a day, less than a price of coffee. I, I would love for you guys to. I think you'll you'll absolutely love it. And, and for those of you that always hear us talk about like these pick'em sites, Ben and I are in legal in not illegal but legal sports betting states. So this is where we live. If it's the Discord, the Expert Picks page, or the Holy Grail, the Plus EV tool, which is making people a lot of money recently. Link in the description. If you just scroll down, you'll see Odd Shopper Premium. And if you do decide to join, like Ben said, even for a week just to check it out, I know it's a DFS show, but still, if you do decide to join, uh, say what's up in Discord. Let us know you're there, right? Because we we love building this community, and it's been uh, been very fun, both on the Odd Shopper YouTube channel uh, and everywhere else on the other side. Uh, and the EV tools have just been massive, especially if you're someone that spends a lot of time with a family or working even, or on DFS but you still want to get some action in betting best way to do it. Knowing that you're getting the best lines, you're finding an edge, you're getting true odds that are better than the odds you're betting. I mean, it's just that simple. It's that simple. So check it out. If you want to check it out for a week or a month, whatever it may be, I think you'll love it. So link down there in the description and in the chat, we had a question. What about Spears? They said, what if, what if Henry sits, you know, who knows that that's a possibility and Spears could look like a great play. I think we, that's one of those, I'll, I'll be honest. I think it's a great call. I'm not spending a ton of brain power on it because we're going to know like right. that, that, that will be unveiled for us. Right. Same with like someone asked about Chase Brown. Yes. Yep. If Joe Mixon, if they're like, Hey, let's see what we have in Chase Brown. Joe Mixon's time here is over. Then yes. Chase Brown becomes fantastic. Those are the type of things like us doing this first look show on a Wednesday. That, that Like there's certain things you want to spend time thinking about and, and others that you just wait, play the waiting game and, and we'll get that clarification. All right, so one of us has to go with the top tier, A.J. Brown. One of us has to go with C.D. Lamb. I will not allow you to pick someone else in the top tier. I'm going with Justin Jefferson. Come on. Um, I I like Justin Jefferson. He just torched them. It's there. Uh, He's going to be – listen, there are are two, I think, premier obvious plays in the top tier of wide receiver. You just mentioned him. I think A.J. Brown is the best overall play. You've got C.D. Lamb. Who in their right mind is going to say, you know what I'm going to do? Let me go get Justin Jefferson this week. Unless we get clarification that it's not all systems go, and I'm assuming that it is. He is not going to be nearly as popular as those two. You can play them as an attachment. You could take two of the three if you want. And people are going to do that with Brown and Lamb together. I don't think they're going to do it with Jefferson. I like that for tournaments. It's Justin Jefferson. He can outscore both of them on raw points, get a little discount in savings, and you get a big discount in ownership. You're right. You are. It's just <sighs> Nick Mullins has to start, first off. He a- he absolutely has to start. I'm, assu- I'm almost assuming that's a given at this point, though. So the Vikings are not technically eliminated from the playoffs. 
That's what I mean. Like they're gonna play. But here's what they need. But it doesn't. They need to beat the Lions. They need the Packers to lose to the Bears. They need the Seahawks to lose to the Cardinals. And then they need Tampa or New Orleans to lose as well. But I guarantee, like every team, they're treating it as they have to win. Yeah, it's all systems go for sure. There's just a there's just a lot they need. How insane is it that now we get to week 18 after everything we've talked about, all everyone who's hung out with us all year, everybody in chat or watching after the fact thought the same thing. The NFC South is terrible. How nuts is it that we could have two teams from the NFC South in the postseason? Yeah, I mean, the NFC in general is just an absolute mess. Uh, it's kind of wild, but it makes it entertaining. Like, I really don't know who's good and who's bad, even after 18 weeks. Me neither. Cotton Fantasy, appreciate it, man. So you guys have won me so much money over the past four years. Pre- thanks for being with us, for sure. For Maybe sure. he's doing the opposite. And any, and any <laughs> Either way, you we appreciate check- it. Yeah, and anytime you want to check the tools out, which are uh, much smarter and more sophisticated than Ben and myself, we would love to have you over at Stochastic, for sure. We would love to. A Links to everything, anytime you want to join them. My DMs are always open on Twitter if you have questions. Happy to answer them. But uh, that's awesome, man. Thanks for being with us. So I'll go up top. Uh, as much as I love C.D. Lamb, I have one concern, and the biggest concern is that they're going to be able to do whatever they want against Washington. I'll go A.J. Brown because I put Hurts number one on, on my top-tier quarterback. It only makes sense. If I'm playing Hurts and Smith is out, I don't know if I'll have a single Hurts lineup that doesn't have A.J. Brown. I agree with that for sure. Um, and you well, I have to see, have that attachment. I think you're going to see more this week too. I never really work, worry about blowouts in the NFL. Like this week I do. This is like, if you're up 17 in the fourth quarter, like, and you're like the Cowboys or something like, I think Dak and lamb are coming out. Like it's not the same as a, a week four game where they're up 31 to three and they're yeah. still throwing. Like you're not going to do that this week specifically. Unless Jacoby Brissett comes in in the fourth quarter, and then Dallas sends the starters back out there. Yeah, then it's then it's they'll they'll be getting guys from street clothes back into uniform. Yeah, because um, Brissett will, will scare you a little bit. Yeah, we'll get you know unlock McLaurin for us. And for what it's worth, I love Ceedee Lamb this week. I'm just yeah, I get it. You know, I like Mike Evans too, man. Against Carolina, Mike Evans, seventy four hundred. If we're talking mid tier. Uh, DJ Moore. That's mine. Against the Packers. Uh, Godwin, 6,300. Can we can we talk about the incentives for DeAndre Hopkins? Can we do it? Sure, go ahead. All right. He needs seven receptions for a quarter mil. He needs 39 yards for a quarter mil. And he needs two receptions for another quarter, or two touchdowns for another quarter mil. Well, fire him up. I I do think, I, I think that's all that stuff is garbage, but he's in like the perfect incentive spot. That's what I'm saying. They have nothing to play for. Spoiler role. Like, it's a veteran player. He, you know, there's a lot of like reasons that they can, if they want, give him, but he's going to have opportunities nonetheless. Like he would have, if he had no incentives. Yeah, for sure. What I will say though, is if there was one incentive across every, cause I'd say, all of them, I'm I'm paying attention to essentially none of them. 
And I can't imagine that DeAndre Hopkins ends up getting in significantly more of my lineups as a result of this. But if there was one of them, just if there was one of them that to me actually might have some legs, it would be DeAndre Hopkins against the Jags at home this week for a team that's already been eliminated. So the dumbest part about every, and this isn't uh, unique to incentives, it's unique to everything that happens. If DeAndre Hopkins has 10 catches for 110 yards and three touchdowns, everyone will be like, oh, well, yep. we we blew it. He had the, ins- and it's like, or he just had a good game. Or he's like, DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks is your number two. Like yeah. that's how it, you know, it's, it's just like yep. the old, like, oh, look ahead spot. And then the team loses. And it's like, oh, it was a trap game. It's like, or they just <laughs> lost. They could have yeah. just lost. Um, but there are oh, I instances. Like I, I saw a lot of people tweeting yesterday because this was the talk of the town, right? That like there's people like you do realize that, you know, Matt, these guys at the top of these organizations don't want them to get don't want them to cover these incentives. I don't I will be honest. I don't entirely agree with that. Like, I don't agree with that. No, because there are. Here's what I will say. If you have incentives in a game that's meaningful, it doesn't mean shit. The incentives don't mean a damn thing. You're trying to win the game. If you're the Texans with like those Singletary and Schultz incentives, if you're Tyree Kill trying to break the record, he might do it because he's Tyree Kill, but not because they're trying to break a record for Tyree Kill in a must-win game. With Houston, though, would you be shocked if a veteran in Ryan Tannehill who probably retires after this year, right? Like let's say he starts and Levis doesn't play – would you be surprised if he targets Hopkins 50% of the time? I wouldn't. No, I just think that, again, those are – it's impossible to separate. The The real value would, would come from this. If you were able to say, okay, without these incentives, this would be what he would get, and with them, this is what he gets, and there's a noticeable increase. But you can't do that because you only get the game once. So we don't really know. Unless the coach came out and said, yeah, I gave him – five more targets because of the incentives. We'll never really know, but Hopkins, nonetheless, you mentioned he's got it. It's not like he can't do it. Right. Do you like him this week? Like just outside yeah. of all of that, do you like him at 6,100? I, I do. I, I definitely prefer DJ Morris an attachment to my favorite quarterback. Um, but I don't love a ton in that range. And I actually don't have much for you as we work down. Like I have Drake London as my third guy. And I don't even feel great about that. I just, and he's more five. value tier, yeah. Yeah, he's more value tier. So, yeah, I have no problem with Hopkins. What about Olave? I mean, the Saints in general are just a really difficult team. I thought Olave last week made a ton of sense, uh, and he that did was nothing. Horrible. But you kind of have to separate that. That's a, I think that's a sneaky good game, potentially. Saints-Falcons? Falcons. Yeah, inside. Agreed. The more snow, the better. Like Very you know, meaningful that, game for both sides, too. It's just, yeah, that, that's one... I I'm going to look to some of those guys. Hey, one last thing. So I'll, I will say Mike Evans is my favorite mid-tier guy. And I love it because Baker's my favorite mid-tier quarterback. So I'm rolling with the trends here, but I got to ask you, well, first of all, I do like Metcalf. I, I think Metcalf is perfectly fine in a spot like this. I, I really wouldn't be surprised if Arizona like unknowingly lays down after that huge win at Lincoln financial field last week. It, really wouldn't maybe they want to close the season with some momentum i get it but it also wouldn't surprise me if after that i mean that's a super bowl win for them i'm not even kidding like that that is a huge win i like metcalf i don't mind tyler lockett at 5600 either but the one guy i wanted to ask you about so 
T Higgins was essentially used as a decoy last week. I don't really know. Like this is one guy where I wouldn't be surprised even remotely if he just doesn't play. If the Browns sit their starters and Browning starts and Jamar Chase is out there and there's no reason to believe that Chase doesn't close out the season at a, a full capacity, what would you do with a $7,300 Jamar Chase? Yeah, I mean, that that's another just – I almost put him in the Jefferson bucket of like, I don't think he's going to be on a ton of people's minds. It's still Jamar Chase. I'd be fine with that. I still think that, you know, DJ Moore has been just unbelievable and him and Fields have something working right now weather dependent but yeah I, listen you tell me that cincinnati doesn't have any exterior like things to worry about and I, I definitely like chase give me mike evans you're going dj Moore. i am okay any interest in ridley if jones and kirk are both out yeah but i i like etn more as a jag okay. than anyone i agree the lower tier is difficult for me, and I don't really have any definitive answers because it would be Kirk. If we find out Kirk's playing $3,000, that's super cheap. McLaurin, if Jacoby Brissett's able to play, I yep. think they just have to throw a lot. He's 5,500. Romeo Dobbs, what what about the injuries there with, with Jaden Reed and, and Christian Watson and, and Dontavian Wicks? What happens with that? You know, the there's a lot of real question marks in the lower tier right now. You have Drake London down there as an option. Greg Dorch is coming off a nice game. I think with with all of the uncertainty, I, I might actually go Tyler Lockett as my guy here, given what I yeah. what I anticipate happening with this Cardinals game. Yeah, I, I think lower tier wide receivers, one of the more in flux uh, things. You've got guys in the fives that are pretty secure. And then, you know, you're going to find min price guys that factor in this week. So you're Drake London. Yeah. I'll go Tyler Lockett. And yes, you're going to find mid like Christian Kirk could be the, you know, what's concerning to me though. What if Christian Kirk is just massive chalk on week 18 where, you know, there's going to be a lot of value everywhere else. That would be such for me, an easy spot to get away from. That would be good. I hope that happens. Like Christian Kirk's coming off a real injury and he's not like, there's no plug in play. I, I, I would just not play him then. Then it's easy, either C.J. Beathard or Trevor Lawrence, who even if he plays, can we agree there's no way he's full strength? No, they just, this is a, you Must have to have it. Yeah. Tight end is kind of ugly at the top. Sam Laporta, who knows if he plays the whole game. Njoku probably doesn't play. He's coming off just a spectacular performance against uh, against the Jets. He's been amazing ever since Joe Flacco took over. Travis Kelsey probably doesn't play even if he does play that's that's tough down to 6600 so it's like trey mcbride evan ingram i doubt kittle sees the field enough to to consider him probably my my favorite guy up top though if we're talking 5k and above with the anticipation that Devonte smith doesn't play I, I think for me it's going to be dallas goddard yeah we've seen those splits those two uh you know, when one's not in the lineup, the other really benefits. So I get that. I'm going to make a case for McBride. You, you, we talk, I talked about liking Kyler. You need somebody. And McBride is consistently, I mean, the guy's had seven or more targets basically for two months straight. Like you're going to get work and he can do it all. He's a, he's a serious threat. Uh, he only has a couple of touchdowns on the year. So his year would look a whole lot different with a more competent offense. And they've been they've been playing better as we saw last week. So uh, McBride is one for me. 
You got McBride. I got Goddard. Any interest in Evan Ingram? Yeah, it, uh, but probably uh, more of Kirk Sath. Mid-tier, I'm looking at Ferguson. Darren Waller's really interesting because the the, the Eagles, the, the defense is horrible. The middle of the field's been terrible. What's crazy, though, is that Daniel Bellinger saw more work than Waller two weeks ago against the Eagles, and then Bellinger was involved last week for the Giants as well. So that scares me off a little bit. I honestly feel like Waller should be 3,900 or so, and then he'd be a great play. But if Alvin Kamara sits, Taysom Hill might be a guy that I'm actually looking at. Yeah, I mean, uh, that feels gross, but I totally get it. Um I think you make a case for Waller. The, the difference too is there's also a lot of 3K tight ends that are in play. So, so you don't have to go to that. Who are you looking at in the mid range? Because the guys that I have written down are Ferguson, Waller, Hill, and Cole Komet. I mean, does Everett count for the mid range? I had sub 4K as low tier, and he's my favorite low tier play. Okay, I'll, I'll go Everett for the for the low tier then. Um, originally, I was going to have Otten, but I'll, I'll go Gerald Everett for my low tier. And I'm going to go Darren Waller for the mid-tier. I think, again, if you like Tyrod, the Eagles, you've already talked how much they struggle. Darren Waller at times was a 6K tight end. Like, he he can play. There's no talent problem. So I'll go Darren Waller in the mid-range, and I will go with Gerald Everett as my cheapie. I'll go Ferguson and Everett. Okay. But there is one more guy. If, if right. all of the Packers are ruled out and it's yep. trending, that like, that could – Tucker Craft, if Musgrave isn't off the IR, I think Tucker Craft has to be in consideration for sure at 3,700. Yeah, you could do. I, I definitely plan to explore Craft Everett. Everyone's going to take value other other ways this week, and the incentive to double up at tight end will be minimized because that's normally the value. Like, oh, I'll save salary by going two tight ends. No one's going to do that this week, or fewer people will do that this week, and you've got two good sub 4K tight ends. Let's talk about sub 3K defenses to close this one out. And by the way, if you guys still aren't rocking the stochastic avatar, you're missing out, missing out on some, 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 some real money here. Uh, Stochastic.com slash avatar, baby. Download it. Please wherever it is you play. FanDuel, DraftKings, Owner's Box. I know a lot of you have been crushing over at Owner's Box. I've seen the screenshots. Finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more. Doesn't matter if it's a nickel entry or a $100 entry. Finish top three in a field of 5,000 or more. Tweet us your wins at Stochastic HOF with the screenshot, with the avatar. That's all you have to do. Not only are you getting inducted into the Hall of Fame segment we do every single week with all of the new inductees and many who have been there before, but also you're getting a free month of any subscription you want. Like say you wanted to try out the NBA Sims tool now that NFL's winding down, $200 value. It's yours for the entirety of the month. Uh, so yeah, like we have a lot of people, Ben, that might win 75 bucks on a nickel contest. And then the package they get is like one and a half times the value of the win. And now they get to use all these tools and low stakes stuff, which makes them even more valuable because most people in low stakes aren't using the Sims tool for NBA. It's listen, there are paths. We, we see it all the time in discord. You know, I talked, spend a lot of time in our discords and I, I talked to a lot of people on how they got there and can't tell you the number of people that are just like, you know, I, I either rocked the avatar or I won a free week. I did something just to get my foot in the door and I haven't left in six months because I was able to just run hot at the right time. And now uh, this is just part of my process. So if you're just, just give yourself that out. That's the other thing. Like 
it, why not? You know, you put it on there. And if you ever do run really hot in a tournament, you're getting a little extra prize money on top of the winnings. Right. You could have a picture of your mug up there or your dog or something. Sure. You think you're, you know, fine looking fella. Yeah. Cool. Is it worth gold. money though? Like Great golden retrieve. Right. But nobody, nobody knows who that is. It doesn't matter. You know, there's no financial incentive there. Like you said, you know, anyway, stochastic.com slash avatar defense under three K. There were a lot of them last week. There's not a ton this week for me. Although I, I do have my eyes a little bit on the, this Titans team. I feel like the Jags could lay an egg. I think a lot of people will. I, I could see that too. I think a lot of people may go to the Chargers if we get word that like Kansas City shutting it down. Yeah. Or maybe um, the Rams if Shanahan. But the thing is the Rams defense might be second stringers too. Yeah. I, there isn't a ton there. Um, honestly, I know you like them, but I, I think you can make a case for Carolina's defense. Like okay. Baker, Baker makes mistakes. He's on the road. I respect Carolina's defense. They can coexist, not in the same lineup, but they can definitely coexist. Even, even something like Arizona's defense uh, against Seattle at home. I think they can force some turnovers and that's all you're always after is a couple lucky turnovers. Okay. Uh, we had a comment in chat Bengals D they're three K flat, but yeah, Bengals D against Cleveland. Definitely yeah. a good option there. There's going to be plenty. Would you be willing to pay up for the Cowboys and, I don't know why the Eagles are 4K. That's that's preposterous. If I was paying up, I would pay up for for Tampa's defense. Yeah, that the Carolina offense is just pitiful. I might pay up for New England's defense too. Honestly, at thirty six hundred, that's another. You could pay up for either of the defenses in that game. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, man, this is it. You and I are going to do this again. We got the cool thing about the the postseason is they, they have those Monday games and they. They're going to throw some curveballs at us, I think. So we'll have a lot of football still spaced out with a lot of days. Oh, yeah. We're not going anywhere. We'll be back with the ownership show tomorrow. Sim show on Friday. Tournament strategy Saturday. Ben and I will close out the season. All culminates Sunday with a deeper dive live before lock. Take you into a crazy week 18. Don't let it scare you. Just, just. Maybe I'll save this for the podcast exclusive, but we can give them a taste. Is this one of those slates where being contrarian without being dumb and finding leverage spots could be more valuable than ever? I, I think so. And the other thing that happens is there's just like an inherent recency bias. Uh, you're going to hear me say this twice, so I'm not going to explain it all. But like the news that will come out last for, for clarification on starters and stuff, people will weigh way more than teams that already announce. You know what I mean? Like say the Niners didn't say anything until Sunday morning. And then they ruled out all their players. The ownership on those guys would be, I think, way higher than if they announced it when they did. Because everyone already knows that value. The new value is going to be the shiny new value that everyone wants. Well, then why don't we take this over to the podcast exclusive and get into the weeds. Follow follow Ben at Jazz DFS. You guys have been great all season. We're not going anywhere, but, you know, the regular season, this is our last show. I'm over on Twitter at Lafay underscore D L O U G H Y underscore D. Come, come, come say hello over there. We can, we can shoot the shit off of YouTube. Shout out to Jordan Klein for doing this all year long. We appreciate you guys. We'll see you back here for the next one. Peace. Peace.